Welcome to track number two of The Beautiful Job. Hallelujah. Alright. So, I'm talking about the beautiful job of being a son. Because I said that the main thing about this beautiful job is being different things. That's why we are called human beings, not human doings. What you are is more important even than what you do. So you need to be a human being, not a human doing. Is that not so? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Alright. So you can put on the lights now, if we are ready. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 1. Second Timothy 2 verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So in order to be a son, the first thing you can see the son is being told. Paul is speaking to his son. His son is Timothy. It's not biological son because he didn't have a wife. And he's calling him his son. And he's telling his son what to do. Okay? So if we can follow what he's telling his son to do, I believe we can know the right thing. Amen. And the first... Please, no one should send emails or texts whilst I'm preaching. Don't do that. Don't send mail. Don't send text. Don't check. Don't write things to do. Or things that you have to do, or reminders, or anything. Amen. Because yes. I see people holding their phone as if they are writing notes over by our sending to a flying text. So put your phone away, put your phone in your pocket. No, don't use a phone. And those of you with iPads, don't send emails now. Alright? Thou therefore, my son, be strong. So that's the first thing. Be strong. Amen. Amen. The first key to being a good son is to be strong. Amen. Amen. So thou therefore, my son, be strong. Hallelujah. Now, if you are going to come into anything, you can come into it with strength or you can do it partially. Do you understand? Now, nothing is going to respond to you through your weak approach. There is, is, you see, Turn to um, Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Pastor Prince, can you tell those outside that they have a few seconds to be here? Otherwise, they will be banned till tonight. 
The serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, has God said, Huh? You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We can eat of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, God said, You shall not eat. Serpent said, You will not die. Verse 6 When the woman saw that it was good, it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took up the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband, and he did eat. The woman was deceived by three things. He looked good. The guy looks good. It was pleasant to the eyes. It looks nice. And it's a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruits and gave to her husband. And he did eat. Later on, Paul explains that the woman was deceived, but the man was not deceived. So, many times you find that the ladies are deceived. Because it looks good. That's why ladies like shopping. Even when they don't buy things. You want to just go and look and look and look and look and look at things. When I went to Korea the first time, they gave us, when we got there, some, something small. They said, this is for shopping for the wives. And I didn't understand it. Because I thought it was only my wife who liked shopping. But not knowing that it's something for all the wives. They all like shopping. Even if they don't buy anything. They want to go and look at it. It looks good. It was pleasant to the eyes to be desired. And that's it. Now the eyes of both of them were open. And they knew that they were naked. Anytime you are conscious of nakedness, it's a revelation that an evil has been planted in you. Because if you see cows or camels or horses, they don't feel shy. They eat, they drink, they have sex, they do everything if you are there. It's not a problem. But a bad thought has entered your mind about something that God has made naturally. And that's when you become conscious of something that you have chosen as an evil thing. Which God has not chosen as evil. Yeah. So they knew they were naked. They sowed fig leaves. Then they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. And the Lord God said to Adam, Where are you? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Those who hide themselves and are not open. Do you understand? And always telling lies about their past and about themselves. And always presenting another picture about who they are. Are all deeply in this problem 
of evil. It's always a sign of evil. Hiding of things is a sign of evil. Yeah. Always. Openness is a sign of uh, the absence of evil. So hiding, hiding is a bad thing. Alright? Are you listening to me? I'm coming to the point. I said be strong. I'm giving you 50. There's a lot of them. 50 principles on how to be a son. And the first one is to be strong. And they are not my ideas. They are Apostle Paul's revelations that he gave to his son. He said, Thou therefore my son, number one, be strong. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat it. The first destruction of somebody's ministry and somebody's life was caused by a woman that he had a relationship with. The first time somebody was called by God, the first minister, the first servant of God, the first representative of God, his ministry was destroyed by and through the woman. They they often say, behind every great man is a great woman. But when you look in the Bible, you see, you you don't see that picture. You see often behind every disaster is a woman causing that problem. Don't be angry with me. I didn't write the Bible. That statement that behind every great man is a great woman is not in the Bible. This is what is in the Bible. The first problem to the first minister of the gospel came through a woman. The only woman. And And he said, the woman that thou givest me And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Whilst at this camp, we are going to pray, Remind me for the partner of your life and your ministry. Or the partner for the phase one of your life. Because some of you may marry three times. Yeah. First one, the second one, and then the third one. Yeah. Because you see, it is not as you think. You live happily ever after, you have two, two children, then grandchildren, this. It is not always like that. Sometimes one person can end up having two or three wives or three husbands. Yeah. Because if you remember Jesus told the story of a one had seven husbands 
to which one will be her husband in eternity. So I'm just saying three. Tell somebody who has lost a spouse in tragic circumstances. You tell the person chapter 1 is finished. Chapter 2 will begin. Yeah. Chapter 3 is beginning. Chapter 4. But your life is made up of chapters. Before you marry, all of you who are single, you are in chapter 1. Chapter 1. A long part of your life you are with nobody. It's the first chapter of your life. And somebody is going to come and be with you for, the, for another season. Nobody knows how long it will be. It may be three years. I know somebody who got married on, on Saturday and died on Monday. Yeah. I mean, that's a short chapter. And there are short chapters sometimes in books. But the sooner you get used to how things are. You see, I'm trying to let you become more accustomed to reality than these fantasies that we have. You see, that's why I started talking about fathering. That this, this ideal picture that we have is not from my experience. You, this your father, this your mother, they are in the house. You come to school, you go, they give you pocket money, you come back. And then your other brothers and sisters grow up, you know. How many have had that experience? How many did not? Did not have that ideal? Yeah. Exactly. They had a party for you when you were four. Another party for you when you were ten years. A party when you were eighteen. A party when you were eighteen years old. And all these things, you know. It's nice. nice. Plan to do that for your children. Pray that God will give you this type of ideal marriage. So the first encounter caused a problem. What is this that thou hast done? Then they turned to the serpent and they said, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed. He didn't ask him any questions. There are some people you don't have to ask questions. You just curse them. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus thou shalt eat all the days of thy life. And I'll put an enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. Shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And then you see that Satan hates women. Yeah, Satan hates women. That is why there are women's groups, women's movements, and all kinds of things to try to fight for women to be sort of freed or emancipated one way or another. 
<laughs> yeah, Satan hates women. There is an enmity. And that is why it is very good for a woman to be spiritual. Because Satan hates you. That, that, and and, and when, when I say Satan hates you, Satan hates all of us. But from the origin, there is a special hatred for you. So when you are a woman and you don't make yourself a spiritual person, you are joking with your own life. It's nobody's fault if you don't take up this hatred seriously. Because if you grow up and somebody is warning you, and I hear that's what happened to Martin Luther King. They told him, look, people hate you. This thing you are doing, civil rights, you have to be careful, Martin Luther King. He said, oh no, he's just giving speeches and you know. They said, no, be careful, the people. And then, bam, they just shot him. Yeah. So, as a woman, you don't have to take it lightly. And you have to take your security seriously. Your spiritual security. Because what hates you is a spirit. It's a serpent. Not a man. Satan. So, a lot of women are solitary, lonely, sad, fearful. Problems, issues. Hey. So, be spiritual. You cannot win this war by just coming for women's rights. Or playing the victim. In a lot of women's movements, women's group, they want to always like, we are down, we have to have... But that's how Hitler spoke. Hitler was always speaking, we, are, we Germans have been cheated. We have been cheated. That's how he came into power. We are cheated. We are the victims. We are being mistreated. We have to fight for our right. We have to fight. Germany can be strong. You know, those type of things, they, don't, they are not good things. They are reactionary things out of hatred. What you need to fight, your real enemy, is a spirit. So a spiritual woman is the best kind of woman. You are better off to be a spiritual woman. Because life is not going to be easy. And that's only part one of your punishment. The enmity of Satan is only part one of your punishment. Part two is coming up. Look at the part two. But don't you do exams in parts? And the Lord God said, and to the woman he said, I will, I will multiply your sorrow in thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt do what? Bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. That's a mysterious desire and attraction of women. And all your problems come from the children and the husband. Now unto Adam, this is where I'm trying to explain. He said, because you've listened to the voice of, of thy wife. You know, the first punishment to a man came from and the punishment, the, the reason for the punishment, or his mistake, the first mistake of created man was listening to his wife. <laughs> the first mistake in the whole world made by a man who was born into this world was to listening to his wife. I didn't write the Bible. 
Don't shoot me down. I'm just reading things. Who was the first man? What was the first mistake that he made? Yeah. A whole lot of people, the first mistake they make in the ministry is to follow wives. Yeah. You see, many of the things you have to do for God cannot be done except you follow God. God is the person to follow, not a human being. Although looking beautiful, come here, my dear Abigail. Although looking beautiful, is she not beautiful? Come this way, my dear. Do you have a beloved? Ah. If you want a beloved, propose. Don't shout in the church. Quiet. Listen. This young girl, although looking angelic, is not an angel. Not an angel. You see, the Bible says, He that pleaseth his cause first, seemeth just. Or the person, what she says first. So, what happens with ladies is that their appearance pleads for them first. The appearance pleads for them first. First. David, come. David. When I look at this hard, bony brother, his appearance is not pleading for him. Is it not true? But in her case, her appearance is pleading for her. So she seemeth just. She seemeth right. She seemeth righteous. She seemeth angelic. But the Bible says, his neighbor cometh. And searcheth out the matter. So, her neighbor, her roommate, her friend, her, her mother, her mother, the mother will come and tell you. So, listening to that angel, very dangerous. That's the first mistake in this world. Yeah, the first mistake in this world was not killing, fornication, stealing, lying. The first mistake that brought us to this state of disease, problems. The question that God asked, what is this that thou hast done? He saw the wars, he saw the killings, he saw the murders, he saw the evil, the diseases, the congenital syndrome. He said, what is this that thou hast done? What is this that thou hast done? He saw the child diseases, he saw the cancers, he saw the tragedies, the accidents. He said, what is this that thou hast done? He saw the oppression of people, he saw the Al-Qaeda, the killing, the terrorists. He said, what is this that thou hast done? 
He saw the torture chambers that men have made. Huh? Where they hang you like this and put your feet on ice block. So that as you are standing on it, the ice block is melting and it is going slowly. Do you understand? So that you gradually are hung until you are just with your leg until your head comes off. Slowly. There's a question he asked, what is this that thou hast done? That's a question God was asking. What is this? What is this that thou hast done? Yeah. I tell you. So, it's true that she's beautiful. But she's not an angel. She's not without sin. Because her neighbor, when her neighbor comes just now to set out the matter, you'll be surprised. Yeah. A mother's. Yeah. What a mother is that can say things of mothers can blast their daughters by mothers. Mothers, they are not impressed with their daughters. How many have had your mother blasting you properly? Proper one. Sometimes you even wonder, the blasting is so strong. Hey, they are not impressed at all. Because the mother is the neighbor that cometh and searcheth out the mother. Wow. Sit down. Angel. Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? Now, then the man, unto Adam, because of this first mistake you've made, and you have eaten of the tree, listening to my voice, list eating the tree, which I commanded, thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. The ground is not cursed. But for you, for you, it will be cursed. In soul shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy lives. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it that was taken, and out of it that thou start out, and unto dust thou shalt return. Amen. Amen. Now, this is a curse on all forms of work. All types of work have been cursed. And they have been cursed to be a source of frustration. You know, we have different types of soil. You get it. Some, some ground that's very hard. Like rock. Hey! Very difficult to plant, to grow. And when you plant and plant, and when you are hoping for some harvest, what comes out? Thorns. Thistles. Something else. What you didn't expect. 
This is the curse that has been placed on any work that will be done by man on this earth, including pastors. Yeah. Including pastors. I'm working. And as I've brought you here, I've called you to job. Beautiful what? Beautiful game. Beautiful fanfare. Beautiful hobby. Beautiful job. Job. Beautiful work. And this is the work that has been God has said in the sweat of thy face. Shall thou eat bread. That is why unless you are strong and you apply strength in any field, you never benefit from it. Yeah. You will never get... Because a large part of your harvest will be thorns and thistles, first of all. You see, if you are a doctor, a large part of your return will be thorns and thistles. I didn't write the Bible. You may be a doctor. A large section. Yeah. When I gathered in my office the other day, cardiothoracic surgeons, radiologists, what have you, I even need 1,000 CDs donation. I can't get. And you should hear their qualifications. They don't have. They don't have 1,000 to give. They do not. Not that I'm, I'm saying practically what I saw. Practically. Some of you doctors were there. I was asking them. Do you know how they have suffered? Medical school on its own. Then specializing to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. Or to be a, a, a neurologist. Or to be a radiologist. Or to do a, a pediatrics. Oh, what are you talking about? The exam, the vibes, the orals. The clinical exams, MCQs, essays, interviews. Oh, for years. And then after that, they are working. They have no house. They have a Toyota from the government which they are paying a loan. I'm talking about how much they have worked. Most courses in the school, three years, two years, you finished. Medical school will do twice as much plus one year. And by the time we finish, our friends have left. They've all gone somewhere. They've married and they've given birth. They are getting ready for their grandchildren. Be strong. So if you, if you are cool about any disorder, in the medicine, those who are not aggressive, they don't benefit from the school that is. It yields thistles, a large part of your harvest of any job. Used to, that's why in every profession you see one or two that seem to do well. I mean, well to a certain extent. Like this hotel. It's a successful hotel. There are many hotels. Nobody comes and they are used for sex. You just go, you pay, you use the one hour and you come out. It's not a real hotel. Yeah. They are not used for, they are not used as hotels. A lot of people have built hotels. They have not yielded much. Yeah. So now you go to certain places, you ask yourself, that which traveler will come to inside Sowutum at this place to travel? Where was he going? <laughs> that he passed this.
I have, if I take a hundred missionaries, the ones who succeed, they are strong. They are wild. They are a certain way. Yeah. If you are cool, about any job, if medicine qualifies a doctor and doesn't, I think that I would like to work at the Ministry of, ministry of Health so that gradually things will be improving. Things will be improving. Things will be improving. Hey! Things will be improving. Things will be improving. Things will not improve. cannot easily work. You have to be wild. 
Are you listening to me? Yeah. That is why Nigerians, they have, yeah. When you go to London, the largest churches are Nigerian churches. And you see Ghanaians in those churches. Yeah. You see, you not often see many Nigerians in a Ghanaian pastor's church. Yeah. They will advertise. They, they, they'll tell you that there is no reason why anybody in this town should not know about this program that we are holding. You must know about it. Yes, must know. you must know that this program is coming on. They put on banners. They wear the banner from the front and the back. And they walk in town for you to know that this program is coming on this week. That's it. Once we will be sitting down and saying that we are praying to the Lord. And the people will come. It is not like that. There is no work that responds to coolness. Okay? How many want to be missionaries one day? Now, you can't be a cool missionary. You just send me emails and say that, hey, uh, Bishop, uh, we, are, <laughs> we are really struggling. Uh, all the things that you said is true, but it's not easy here. <laughs> we have been here for so many years, but uh, it is not working. And some very cool brothers, thank God for the, a, a lady with a bit of fire. Sometimes it's the lady with a bit of fire that they marry that helps the, the ministry. Oh yeah. I can show you so many of my uh, missionaries. It is their wives who have some fire. Because you see, sometimes the pastoral heart, the, the phlegmatism in them is even what gives them the pastoral heart. Because see, to be a pastor, you have to stomach rubbish, nonsense for a long time. People are doing things, whatever. So they are very cool. They can just stay around and flow. Uh-huh. So they have that pastoral heart. And the wife, usually in the marriage, one is more on fire and more aggressive. And she sometimes is the one who helps the thing to work. It's true. That way she starts to be rude to her husband. And starts to challenge him. Come on, move! Because the phlegmatic mind doesn't want to move. He wants to rest. He wants to rest. Oh, is it a time to rest? Take a step now. Come on. The ministry will not respond to your coolness and your rest time, your siesta. So that is what happens. In the Sit down. To be a good pastor, you must be a phlegmatic. Yeah. Reflectmatic. But at the same time, you need the strength. Yes. So all of you who are starting churches, you see, here's where we see. As soon as I put somebody with some strength, you see that the church will become more people. Yeah. So that's why the first thing says, Timothy, <laughs> be strong. First instruction, my son. My son, this work. They've beaten me many times. Oh. 
Be strong. Be wild. Be strong. My son. And you see, no, no, you know something? When, you say, when I say how to be a good son, I'm giving you things that a father... You see, there are many things I can say to you, but there are some things I will stop. I will not tell you. You must know that. Because I don't know how you will understand it. So I won't say. I will reach a point, and at that point I will stop. The rest I leave it to you to decide. Yeah. You, you have, you are, you have married your, or you are in a relationship, and your beloved has gone to sleep with somebody, and come, or your wife or your husband has gone to sleep with someone, and you come, and say, Bishop, what should I do? There are few people I will tell what to do. There are some people I will tell them what to do. I will tell them specifically that do this. But most people I will tell you pray about it. And, and pray for wisdom. Sometimes I will give you options. I will say, you have seven options. Number one, you can do this. Number two, you can do number three. You can do number four, number five. These are the options. Pray and choose. But I will tell you that that's where I end. Most people. That, but there are some people, they are sons enough or they are daughters enough that you can tell them do this. Because every step you take, there will be a result. And that result, the beast that will come from that, when it's happening, you will not turn on me and tell me, if it wasn't for Bishop, I will not be here today. And this, I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have this and that. So that's why I give you seven options, so that you choose one. The option where you choose it, it is you yourself, you decide, and then you don't blame me. Yeah. So the, this, this letter, it, Paul had never intended it's a public letter. It's a private letter. It's a private letter to Timothy. This is a personal letter. You see, like John Wesley. John Wesley never intended his marriage to be a matter of public discussion. In some of his letters, he faced his wife seriously with points. He wrote to his letter, his wife, in points. Number one, number two, number three, number four. Twenty-five points he wrote to his wife. Somebody found the letter. Later, when he was dead, and found the letters and so on, and published them. That's how come. So, they are not pre- pre- public things. He was trying to say, number one, accept me, no, don't suspect me. Accept to be a private person respected by God and me. Don't have to be important. Number three, do not say through my letters. Number four, this, five, six, seven, so many. It was a personal letter. But now it's become a, a matter of public uh, discussion and analysis. Some people come up with different conclusions. And this letter is just like that. It's a private letter that you tell your person, actually, like if I'm giving you advice in the ministry, I say, my friend, you are a missionary in Burkina Faso, you are a missionary in Mali, you are a missionary in Chad, you are a missionary in Nigeria, you are a missionary in Ghana, you are a missionary here. I'll, I'll, look, be very wild. You see, as I'm in the ministry, I'm wild. Never, never be. Uh, Deceived by my appearance. Do I look cool to you? Huh. That's why at the beginning I was giving an announcement. I said, that don't pack another side. Every coin has two sides. You want to see that side, you can be welcome. Welcome. <laughs> yes? Wow. So if you are not prepared to be strong, I don't want you to, I want you to resign during the next coffee break. You are going to have lunch or whatever it is, but I need you to resign. Because it's for strong people who are prepared, you are coming to dig. 
coming to take. I'm coming to suffer. I'm coming to work. Don't start short time. You are tired. No. You can't be tired. You can't just give up. Nobody say you have nobody in your church. Yeah. As I'm going to Liberia, you think I've just said that the people will come to the crusade. I've sent people there already. Yeah. I've sent cars, trucks. I'm wild. As I'm going, I'm wild. I'm not just going like that. Oh, you are just sitting there thinking that things will be given to you. Oh. So the first thing is to be strong. You have to use strength. Why should you be strong if you not need to use strength? When your choir is getting finished, it's because you are not strong. So the second thing for a son to do is to be strong in the grace that is available. Amen. Now, what does that mean? Everybody has a grace that is on the person's life. Now, if I listen to Joel Austin, those of you who know Joel Austin, he has very nice preaching. I don't think I preach as nicely as he does. Very pleasing and very nice. And it's, huh? Yes, he appeals to you. If you, you know, no matter how old you are, you, you will listen to him no matter how young he is. How much younger than, than you he is. You understand? Yeah. That's, that's his grace. That's his grace. If I look at the Archbishop Duncan William, he has a grace. He's a survivor. One day he said, it is not what you have done. What have you done? He said, it is what have you been through. And what have you survived? What have you suffered? He said, that is what I need to know. What have you suffered? What have you been through? He has a grace. If I look at Winners Chapel, they have a grace, a wonderful grace. When we went to Guinea-Bissau, way up in Bafata, way up in Bafata in uh, Guinea-Bissau, a forgotten place, dead town with nothing. There's nothing in the town. There was Winners Chapel. There was a Winners Chapel pastor. And when I had the pastor's conference, there's nobody, there are no pastors. I don't know if there are six churches there. Just a few, the smallest pastor's conference I've ever had. Just a few people like yeah, this. Was, the pastor who was taking notes aggressively, and I told you the Nigerian, they have to stretch even the notes he was taking. He was writing the notes seriously. And I said, I, said, I could claim it is the most serious pastor here who understands the ministry. Yeah. He was the pastor. I didn't know who he was, but I found him. So that's the winner's pastor. Yeah. That's him. You remember? Do you remember there was a guy? He was right. Huh? Before you came, I was teaching the pastors, and he was the one interpreting for me in French. I mean, he was so. I mean, I had studied and gone very far to speak the language. 
French and their local language. So when even the Guineans themselves were not interpreting yeah, Portuguese, you mean? Uh, sorry, the Portuguese. I mean, the, the, they were Guinea-Bissau. Yes, the, they couldn't speak Portuguese, but he himself could, could speak their local language, speak Portuguese, and also speak English. So he was the one interpreting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Strong guy. You think you can stay in a forgotten place where there are no electricity poles or wires? Huh? Just as a cool day. We are, we are, see, we are here by the grace of God. <laughs> and uh, it is only by the power of God that things will be alright. Don't worry, everything is going to be okay. Slowly but surely, things will be better. Now, 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 le phlegmatic. How many of you are phlegmatic? Tell the truth. Raise your hand. Then why are you shouting like that when you hear about that? What are you going to do about it? Strength. Strength. Don't blame anybody if your ministry is not working. You better marry. You are married already. Who is your wife? Ah, you have some more fire than him. A letter. You are also a phlegmatic. Look, say that no town will respond to you. No hall, no, no hall, no church, no group will respond to you coming coolly. Take it from me. Yeah. As we've come with our buses on come, you think if we are cool. The pastor alone should tell you that there's some serious wildness that has come. Hey. So as I came to be in the first time, I didn't come coolly. I come with my intentions. Yeah. I should have been at the crusade, but now it's because of first love that I'm still here. Yeah. So that's why I'm giving you instructions before I go for the crusade. So that you'll be strong. And I tell you, because the ground is scarce, it responds to strength. So once you start applying strength, yeah, it starts to respond. Yeah. Even without anointing. Without anointing. It's true. Forget about anointing for now. As I'm on this point. Just physical strength alone. Because anointing, and I know some people, they are very anointed and melancholic. The anointing flows through their mind and their soul. And their... But when it's time to move, they are resting. And they will lie on the bed and say, God is good. I feel the presence of God. I feel the love of God. Enjoy the glory of God. I feel
feel a doctor anointing. I feel a phanerosis anointing. Oh, Jesus. Let me lie in your presence. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. I feel it. I feel glory. Let me rest for some time. Silence in the presence of the Lord. Hey. But no movement. So, sit down. You need to be strong in the Lord. And you need to be strong in the grace. Now, every church has a grace. Now, what is our grace? What grace has God given to us? Ah. What, what grace do we have? So winning, church planting, working for the Lord all day long, church growth, loyalty. These are also what we have. We don't have much, but this is what we have. Do you understand? It's a grace. Yeah. It's a grace. And let them laugh. You may laugh. It's like you may scream. You may laugh. But gradually, with the small, 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 small churches, it becomes a lot. Small, 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 small. It becomes a lot. Is it not true? Yeah. You may laugh or you may scream, but gradually it yields something. Because you see, not every church where they can teach the people to be pastors. Most churches, you can be in the church. When you finish, oh, so you are a doctor. Oh, you are now stationed at the Ministry of uh, Operations, Ministry of Health, Ministry of Advancement, isn't it? So you are now the chief director of the Ministry of Readers, isn't it? Uh-huh. So we are happy. So one of our members is the chief director. One of our members is the principal uh, nursing officer at the International Hospital for the Blind, isn't it? Yes. So our sister is the principal director of this. This one is so and so. You see the appointment to United Nations. Oh wow! Glory be to God. And the grace they have, even even they even give it in their vision. Our aim is to raise leaders in all business, this, 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 and other things. Spheres of life. I, I don't have any spheres of life visions. Do you understand? It's like for me, it's working for the Lord. That's, that's the grace that I also have. Yeah. So once you are here, you have to be sort of wired in the things that work here. Because we are not trying to raise up leaders for all spheres of life. At all to work in Shell or Tigo, and I'm not raising you up for Tigo. I have no plans for Tigo or MTN at all or Glow. No, 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 no. I'm not raising you up for business. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not that I don't believe, I believe in business, but that is not what we have here. So, if that's the grace that you want, you may resign during the next what coffee break, isn't it? What is your name? Edinam, this Edinam, and this Edinam. Alright, Edinam and Elinam. You you can resign if you want to resign during the next break. <laughs>
Because you, you don't have to stay here. It's not my force. Do you feel forced? No, I don't. You don't feel forced. And what about Elinam? At all. You, you sure you want to stay here? Don't you want to be a, a sphere of life? That no. No. Only don't want more spheres of life to be a leader in the spheres of life? No. You want to do what? Work for the Lord. 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 Yeah. All day long. Wow. And not not everywhere they can teach you how to preach. I'm telling you, many places they cannot teach you how to preach. I, I want you to understand that you can be in a church for a lot, and it's a good church. But they don't have that grace to teach you how to be a shepherd, like how to feed or gather, carry, lead. Or they don't have songs. They don't have songs that are about the, the work of the Lord. Huh? You can sing that one. Yeah. The songs are not about the work, work for the Lord. Now is the time. Now is the time. Oh, now is the time. I'm taking now.
dimensions of the beautiful job, isn't it? And the first one is to be a son. Just being a son will make you be able to work. And already you can see, I've given you only two out of the 50 points. Be strong and be strong in the grace. So this is the grace that we have. So that means that on campus, instead of having Six churches. Do you see? That when we have only six churches on campus, we are not being strong in the grace. Because the grace that God has given us is to have churches and leaders, not like nice, pleasant preaching of messages of hope. Because most of our messages are messages of truth. You see, hope is not truth per se. Hope makes you happy and hopeful. Like we say, yes we can, yes we can. It it is true, but it's also not so true. But it's hopeful. It's more of hope than anything else. Do you understand? I I, am not much of a hope preacher, except to pastors. Like to you, I'm preaching hope that you can work for God. The hope is in the work of God. (laughs) Hope in the work of God. It is a grace. And that grace that God has given to us, are you listening to me? You have to be strong in it. So if we have six halls, Sabah Hall, Legon Hall, Equapo Hall, Volta Hall, Commonwealth Hall, and then Pentagon and whatever, Pentagon and uh, 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 New York City halls, and you have seven churches on campus, we are not being strong in the grace. Because it's like we are not being wild in the area that we are good at. Or that God has given us the grace in. Because we are only seven. Do you see? 
Because we should have at least 50 churches. Because there are at least 50 people who can be taught even to be sons. And who can be taught to be daughters. And who can be taught how to do the work. And who are being taught. In fact, you are learning it. It's not only seven people who can be elders. That you are not being, it means that what you have, you are not being wild in it. So if you have a church, you see, the, the grace that we have is to be able to train, like I've trained people who are in, in Jamaica. You know, like as I have my crusade, I call, I call my pastor and say, oh, my pastor in Jamaica, he should come to be with me in Liberia so that I can fellowship with him a bit. I've missed him. And my pastor in Guyana, I've missed him, so he should come. So I call them to come. They are my, my, they are my sons. So I call them to come and be with my pastor in Maryland. They should come. I've missed them. They should come so I can eat with them and go around and do crusade with them and be with them. So, they, but they are sons. But you see, a lot of people, they don't have anybody they can say, come. They don't have it. Because they don't have that grace. But you see, I have, I, God has given us that grace. So instead of just coolly like, okay, yeah, it's whatever. No, we have to be wild. And do more, see, the more branches that will even bring the growth, like 50 of us. Because I can get 50 people who can have 10 members. I can. We can. We, yes, we can. Yes. How many of you think you can gather 50 people in this world? Ten people in this world you cannot gather. Ah. So when we are on campus and we are taking seven halls, no, it's a mistake. You see, so when you go and you start your church somewhere, maybe you are a missionary, maybe you are a pastor somewhere, and you know that the grace we have been given, teaching loyalty, church planting, this, you have to let more people start Churches, that is what will make the major because when they come together, that's when you see that that's the grace that we have. The grace is not in the single pastor standing there and preaching hope messages. That's one type of grace. That is why the introduction of bustles has made the churches grow. Because bustles are like churches, small churches. That is why I don't want you to just play instruments. You can, there are ten people you can feed. You can gather, you can carry, you can lead. At least. This world that you've come to. Young lady, what is your name? Vida. Vida. You cannot carry, you cannot feed ten people. You cannot? You can. Can you gather ten people? Yes. You cannot carry ten people who don't want to come. Yes, I can. You can. Come here. You can leave ten people. Yes, I can. You can. What school are you in? Catholic University. College. Catholic. University College, Sunyani. Sunyani. You cannot carry ten people in this Sunyani. Small. Ten is small in number. If you are my daughter or my son, you must be able to feed. 
Have I not been feeding you as a day? Feeding, 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 feeding. I preach you Sunday, Tuesday, come. This, this, always feeding, feeding. Ah! Can you not gather people? Have I not been gathering you? Can you not carry people? These are resistant people. Resistant. When you gather, they don't come. Then you carry. When it's refusing to be gathered, you carry it. them and they are refusing to be gathered. You say, my friend, come on. No more argument. Let's go. And lead. You cannot lead. You can lead. Amen. Wow. Sit down. understand loyalty. They don't even understand it. We don't know what is it about. When we are teaching about they don't I see we have it. So when we are when, when, if, if, uh, not many churches don't have a pastor who has written books. You see if you go to many churches and you say preach the pastor, what has he, has he written anything? He hasn't written anything. Even if he's written one book that he launched some years ago, and that's it. 2,000 copies were printed, and that's it. <laughs> and you come to a lighthouse church, and the book is used once a year, then it means that you are not being strong in the grace that is here, because there is a special grace where the pastor is able to write a book and write another book on different, different subjects that can be read and understood, and even the books can be taught. It's also a grace. So when you are not wild in it, there is something wrong with you. I'm coming this way because this side is cooler. You know that you guys are feeling hot about that. Okay, sit down. Lift like my thing at the back. Maybe this light should be demoted to the back so that it shines on us. Give them some warmth at the back so that we can be cool over here. You see, there is a grace. Think about it. And also, many people write books which cannot be taught. But you see, with my books, you can hold it and teach it as if you wrote it. Is it not true? You read the verse and then the point is there. That's all. <laughs> and the window is also there. Sit down. I'm trying to explain 
You see, sometimes when you are in something for a long time, you don't know that it's a grace. You think that's how it is. But maybe if you come from somewhere else, you come and say, wow. So when you are going to marry, there's actually a book. A manual. With pictures. Yes! Sit down. It's a grace. A lot of people don't have that. Yeah. I am here with you at the camp. We are going for hours. As we are doing the hours and hours, when you add it up in, in university, it's called credit hours. It's hard. So it's like you are in a university. For instance, if you listen to messages or lectures it, for over a certain number of hours, it adds up to a course. So actually, many of the camps you've done, you see that you've actually done some courses. Yeah. It's also a grace. So I'm saying all this to help you to see the, the grace that is here. Now, the grace, you see, the, the, the grace is also for young people. If you listen to me preaching, you realize that Many of you are 30 years old. This one is 31 years younger than me. 31 or 32 years younger. There are some of you here, you are 30 years younger than me. Yeah. Okay, when I was 25, your parents hadn't met. Yes. Some of you, when I was having my wedding, your parents hadn't met. And I'm preaching to you. I enjoy preaching to you. And you, at your age, you don't find me boring or out of whatever. It's also a grace. Because you, you'll be surprised. You go to other places and you start to say, Say the old man has come. No more. Are you listening? So that is the point that I'm making. That there is something that there is a grace upon. Look at how we send missionaries to countries, islands, places that we normally wouldn't go to. Guineans don't normally go to such places. It's a grace. It's a grace. Some years ago, a brother came to me, you know. He was, he was a, a Nigerian pastor, a friend of mine, told me that God she said, I see God is going to give you Africa. You're going to start to send people to different parts of Africa. But I have not sent even one person. I've never sent any missionary. I just, oh. Okay. Uncle James told me something. You know, he said, when somebody tells you something, you don't understand. He said, told me, he told me something. He said, put it in the wardrobe and leave it there. And see. 
Later on, you open a wardrobe and you understand it. I just said even one person anywhere. Not that I have even any idea about that. But you can see now, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Zambia, this, 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 different, more, we are spending more. And I want to say, I enjoy being with you, but I, I also, we are working. So at a point, I'm going to have to say bye-bye. We will meet in heaven. Heaven is where you don't say bye-bye. But on earth, you will say bye-bye to everybody. And bye-byes are not enjoyable. Yeah. Even when uh, Rebecca and Kobe sing that song, I'll be thinking of you. You feel sad. We don't even know who is saying bye-bye to you, but we just feel sad. That's why funerals are sad. Because we know the person has gone to a better place, but we are still sad. Because you said bye-bye. So, look at the grace that we have. And there is a grace for branches. Elders. Shepherds. So now we are no more joking with that grace. All of you are now elders. If you are here, you are an elder, and you are going to be a pastor. That's why you think when registering, you are registering, you think I'm joking. Oh, now can you hear what? six chairs. Yeah. And they brought this. Bring me six chairs. Show me. And I said, arrange it at the back here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Behind. Yeah. And I said, these six chairs, that's how I started. These six chairs will be filled by the time I'm living. And there are six chairs for missionaries that I'm sending to South America. Yeah. Because as I had come from America in a long flight, I wasn't joking. You may be joking, but I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. And I said, these six chairs will be filled. And they are going to be filled with you. Some people here who are going to volunteer their life to go to South America. Yeah. By the time I finish this camp. Yeah. And that's the camp I preach. Others. Yeah. Others. Want to do, uh, no, I said South, it was called South American Camp or something. That's what it's called. And I called that same group and preached again. Others. Sit. I said, who will go? I was standing there. Who will go? Who will go? And one guy got up. Another got up. Another. Yeah, oh, no, none of them live in England again. Not even one of them. They are all there. Yeah. Because as I have come here and I am talking to you, think not that it is a joke. It is a serious thing. It is a grace that is upon us and we intend to be wild. About the girls can be pastors. The boys can be pastors. You can work for God. Even if, even if God hasn't called you, the Bible says that at a time ought to come where you ought to teach. So even if there is no calling... Hebrews 5 is on your side. A time has come when you should be a teacher. That's all. A time 
when you ought to be a teacher. It has come. There is a time when you ought to be a teacher. And that time has come. And I'm going to expect you to teach. Sit down. Yeah. All of us are going to experience the same things. But it's up to us to be wise. Amen.